This is Glistening Particles, and I'm Jane, your host. I like to hear inspiring stories for people that I barely know and share them with you, and that's what we do here. I never know how it's going to go. I never know what they're going to say, but it's always a good story. Before we get started, are you thinking about joining the ranks of podcasters? If so, let me give a shout out to Blueberry, who is part of how this show is here today. They make it so easy with their PowerPress plugin. Each show is effortlessly linked to iTunes, Google, Stitcher, and more. Even better, they have five-star support with Mike to get everything humming along. Go to Blueberry.com, that's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y, and use promo code GLISTEN to get your free month trial. He's back. Tanner the Painter is back talking with me about what he's up to these days. And uh, I get to this point during the conversation with him where I just pause and experience the presence of Tanner, which I think you'll exactly know what I'm talking about when we get there. Also, he brings to me some new information about something he's really interested in and excited about and totally surprises me. So I'm so happy to share Tanner with you again. And I hope you enjoy spending time with him just as much as I did. Here he is. Hi, Tanner. Welcome back to Glistening Particles. Hi, Jane. Thanks for having me back. So um, for the listeners who didn't know this, you are one of my first three um, guests on my show. You were part of it from the beginning. Do you remember that? I was. I do. I, I uh and I remember being a part of it even before that, in its early inception days when it was just a little, a little dream, <laughs> you know. Yeah, that was a long time ago when we met back in Scottsdale, right? Two thousand. It was. It was a long time ago. Fourteen. <laughs> Four? yeah. Fourteen. Yeah. Yeah, it was the uh, celebration of fine art. It's a ten-week art show in Scottsdale each year from about the middle of January through the middle of March. Mm -hmm. And a hundred artists from all over the country go and create original artwork there that you can meet them and talk to them. And uh, the owners have been there 26 or 27 years now, I want to say. Wow. Uh, Family operation. And it's just a few like to create or like creative people, you know, some of the best artists in the country are in that show or have done that show and continue to go there and just, uh, Get to, you get to meet with them, and what's better mm-hmm. than meeting with your artist and getting to know them, you know? Yeah, for someone like me who loves to talk with people who follow their passion, it was like the hotbed of, you know, <laughs> happiest day ever. You know what I mean? And you and I, we talked for, I think, over an hour, and my sister and niece just gave up on me and took off after a while. And I could not get enough of your story. I mean, all of it, like where you came from, how you got to this work, and your hearts were just stunning. And I have one on the wall behind me here. Uh, it's usually on my front door, um, by my front door. You probably can't see it, but it's usually by the front door because I love the idea that when people walk in the house, they feel loved right away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so, yeah. the, that's the goal. I get that story a lot. So, yeah, I just sold one the other day to a guy, and he was, um, you know, had sent me an email saying, man, you were right. It just brightens up the room and yeah. just such a happier place. So I get that. I get that saying a lot, man, since we've added your art, our art, our home is just a happier place Aww. and that makes me feel pretty good. That's yeah, what you, I'm going for. So Yeah. And you've gone a lot of different ways now, right? So you start, did you start with hearts? Is that where it began? <laughs> well, it, you know, actually, honestly, the very first painting I painted, uh, I, well, I painted one for my mom on mother's day. So I right. painted her some flowers. And so right. I had little bitty projects in the beginning. I think I tried to paint a Batman symbol in the sky one time, <laughs> a wave and, 
you know, so I've tried all kinds of stuff. I have some of my original paintings from like, I used to number them all back in the day because uh-huh. I was like, I'm going to number every one of them. Aww. And now I'm, I'm over 3,500 originals since then. Oh my God. And less than, and, and a little over a decade. So I've been busy, but, um, and I've just, I've lost count because, you know, I, I think I've sold over 400 originals this year so far, just from January 1. Wow. So, yeah, yeah. It's, That's I a mean, lot. When I, when I talk about cranking them out. Yeah, I had... I had one wedding. I do a lot of weddings now. So since oh. I paint symbols of love and that's always been my goal, you know, the, uh, we, we talk about vision boards, you know, right. a lot. And when I first had my first vision journal or, bo- or vision board and I said, you know, I said, I'm going to be an artist for the mm-hmm. rest of my life. I, I wrote down, uh, I will paint out of love and abundance daily until I die. Oh. So, um, that's oh. my, my kind of saying that I've been saying from the beginning, uh, but you know, the abundance is just the, the abundance of work and the abundance of effort and the abundance of love and, you know, the abundance of giving and just, just abundance in general. And then painting out of love, you know, I didn't know that I was going to be painting hearts, but I remember the very first painting, uh, you know, that was, I was in a studio setting and I started working with the artist. Mm-hmm. It was a heart painting and mm-hmm. actually just took that painting. I'd gave it to my wife years ago, mm-hmm. um, and we've had it in our home for several years. I just just took it to go get it framed um, because it was in my garage. You know, <laughs> I had taken it down to put up a, another friend of mine's work. And But now my art collection, I'm starting to give my family more paintings because mm-hmm. I want that to be their retirement, you know, for uh-huh. one, my retirement, you know. But uh, and, and also, and if they never sell anything, um, you know, then they've got you know, all those pieces mm-hmm. that are right. you know, special for them. So right. the energy uh, of that. No, yeah. I've, yeah, but I did paint, um, my first, I finished my first heart on my first date with my wife. Aww. So we met on, on, on match.com. And, no way. Uh, that had, doesn't happen. Yeah. No, I say no, us. it doesn't so, happen. <laughs> no, it, it, it has happened. And, and I've met a lot of people that have, uh, <laughs> met through, Plenty of fish or match or I, I met a couple of couples the other day that have been married for a few years from Tinder. So seriously, you know, no figure. You know? I think we need I'm to serious. make a, yeah. a, a log. Someone needs to catalog those success stories because from what I hear, it's not always that way. Not always that way. Well, it, it depends on, I mean, the thing about relationships and finding a relationship, it, mm-hmm. you got to know what you want, you know, and, and most people aren't very specific about what they want in a future mm-hmm. partner. You know, right. they, you know, like for me, when I wrote my list of what I was looking for in my wife, mm-hmm. you know, I wrote down a top 10 list of what I wanted her to be like, uh-huh. you know, there were only two parts of that that were physical, you know, right. she had to be tall because I'm six, five, six, right. six, right. you know, and, and she had to have a pretty smile, uh-huh. you know, because I'm attracted to all types of women. So mm-hmm. it doesn't matter blonde hair, black hair, you know, this skin tone, that's you know, like, right. I think women are beautiful, you know, right. so I rarely find women that aren't beautiful. Um, so I wasn't very specific about those things, mm-hmm. but everything else was spiritual or mental or right. emotional or, you know, and, uh, what, what I'm lucky about having her is that all of my weaknesses are her strengths. But all of her weaknesses are my strengths, you know, so we work well together Mm -hmm. in that side of it, you know, and, uh, but we're the, it's a yin and a yang thing, you know, so, um, but Mm -hmm. she was exactly what I was looking for at the time, but I I was very, um, focused about it, right? you know, and, and when, when a clucker came along as, as the. My boys would say, but when someone came along that, that wasn't that, I uh-huh. knew it. A clucker. Know? I haven't heard and that I one before. It, yeah. Is that a Texas one? <laughs> I, I, I guess, no, I think that's a rap game. I think that's oh. a rap thing. Uh, oh, know, okay. You have to look it up in the Urban Dictionary oh, okay. to see what that says. So. I don't know. Actually, don't because you, you may Okay, I will not. That, uh, Listeners, do not look that up. Say, it will be funny, though. Okay. I will, if you do look it up, the, the definition will definitely be funny. Some okay. of the best definitions you'll ever read are in the Urban Dictionary. So. Uh, but but anyway, no, I don't know why that came up. I guess I was going for community value on that. So. One of the new things that I'm really starting to focus on is my book. And um uh, it's called 10,000 hearts. Right. And I know we had spoke about that yeah. you know, when I met you and I had just been collecting the data for years. And well, now I have thousands of, of hearts I've sold over the years. And mm-hmm. so I've collected 
you know, hundreds and hundreds of stories. And I, I remember you were actually one of, you were the first one to put that, your story on my website. Oh. Uh, when Aaron put it up <laughs> there for me. So you were the first one to write on that. Nice. And that's when I, I want to say I first noticed your writing skills. You have a, a way with words oh. on writing. So thank you. Um, but, you know, that was, we talked about it, but, you know, I just turned 40 this year. And ever since I've turned 40, you know, I have two daughters now. Right. Uh, Haven has just turned seven and Margot just turned three. Right. And so, um, you know, having them in my life has really given me a new sense of love, uh, but also a new sense of drive and passion mm-hmm. and ability to to shed the, the past uh, weight, you know, uh-huh. that that we carry around with us every day, you know, right, the burdens, yeah, that kind of stuff yeah. And the burdens and yeah. just the past, the past that, that can't be changed, you right. know, so you know, all the effort and time we put into it, it it's just wasted effort, you know, it's like, right. it's like putting info on MySpace right now. Right. You know, that would be wasted, <laughs> would be wasted effort. That's a know? good one. That's a or good one. It's about to be Facebook, so, right. you know, uh, I'm starting to think that's wasted effort, too. I have actually dropped my Facebook. Have you? Uh, I deleted my Facebook account and everything, so, yeah, wow. and uh, it was a hard thing to do, but I was happy I did it, and, and now I have so much more time, and um, I don't have that negative flow of, you know, there's just the worldly negativity that's out there, that yeah. Facebook, a lot of times, it gets in your, it gets in your news feed pretty quick, you know? Yeah, that's the thing. I um I don't really go to Facebook very much. I mean, I do use it for the show because it's just one of those things that we do, but I don't hang out there very much. Instagram is kind of my favorite place to be because it's simple and um, it's visual, which I like. And so far, they're not controlling my feed quite as much, but I think a little bit of that's starting to happen, which is a bummer. It is, yeah. Yeah, as soon as advertising comes in, and we knew that was happening, you know, mm-hmm. same thing happened with it. But but Instagram is uh, is the number one uh, way to for photographs, especially, mm-hmm. and it's just a different platform. I mean, right. I think Facebook has its advantages, um, and it's a great storytelling platform. But there's just so much data now that they have and want to have, and you know, we're realizing that when someone's not regulated, it's um, you know, it's like uh, impressions. Okay, so Tanner, one of the things I did before we um, got on the call was I went back and looked at your website again to just kind of get, you know, settle into all the cool hearts and see what you were up to. And I saw that picture of you standing in front of what looked like um, paintings that made up an American flag. Tell me about that. It was huge. It's like, it's huge. Yeah. Like you looked really it's, tiny next to it and you're 6'5". So. Yeah, 350. So I'm a big boy. <laughs> but yeah, standing in front of it, uh, that that project was called Unified We Stand. And I started that project um, July 4th, 2012. And so it was the election year. I was feeling very patriotic, you know, it was Mm -hmm. going into the election. So I painted one state a day for 50 days. Wow. That's a um, lot. Because they're big. They're big, right? Yeah, four foot by four foot. So, um, you know, it's an average size canvas for me today. Now I'm painting and selling eight foot by six foots and mm. my six by sixes or my big gold hearts are going for 30,000. And so, yeah, it's a totally wow. different ball game from where I was at that point. But, I, you know, that project was, you know, I set out, to, I even want to say that I did, um, What's the fundraising app or the where people can Oh, like a Kickstarter or GoFundMe? I did a Kickstarter. I did a Kickstarter campaign, and, and I didn't raise my goal. I think I had like a, a $40,000 goal, and I think I raised six or 7000 maybe. Uh-huh. So I didn't hit the goal, but I kept on painting that. And, and I remember, you know, that time I had just gotten um, denied getting into Celebration of Fine Art where we met. Okay. You know, so, and I did that project and then the next year I got in, you know, so we met each other the second year, but I painted that, you know, those 50 states. I did started with Delaware, ended with Hawaii and, um, I just painted the state and, uh, I had taped it off with like masking tape, Mm -hmm. the shape of it in the middle of the canvas. And then I did one full revolution. So every one of those states had a star in the capital city, you know, geographically where it was, Mm -hmm. a white star with a blue outline. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then I painted the whole canvas and then I did 
took a piece of cardboard and I, and I put the corner of it in the middle of the star mm-hmm. and I did one full revolution of paint, you know, with that cardboard, one full circle all the way around and I pulled it off mm-hmm. and then I pulled on the masking paper and the tape and everything off. And that was the state. So, um, and it was a long project. Some of them, you know, I was cussing in my head like Michigan, uh, Massachusetts. <laughs> damn they have so damn much, Michigan and Massachusetts. You know, they, <laughs> but they had so much of a coastline and the little and the little islands and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, some of those would take four or five hours just to tape it off. Right. You know, because it was so detailed right. and I wanted to be exact. Or as exact as I could, but uh-huh. each each day I studied that state and I studied you know just little facts about the state. Oh. Um, and uh, well, I never found a wall for it. So you know the picture that's on the website is of me standing in front of. That's the only time it's fully been together. Hmm. And um, and that was in a parking lot outside of you know where I lived in Allen at the time wow. at the football stadium. And and that um, my friend uh, Dave Seal had videoed it and helped me with it and you know he put the little music in the background and we mm-hmm. actually there's a youtube video of me placing all of them out oh you know? no and way the thing yeah there is it okay i've got to find views, that but i did a press release and everything for it but i got no play on it for you know four or five years i want to say so wow. and i still you know I, it's it was in my closet and for four years i moved it around there's 50 of them so it's a huge <laughs> amount of space so you and have the closet the, that i want is what you're saying <laughs> Because if you had them all in your yeah. closet, I think I want that size yeah. closet. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Well, it took up half of my studio at one point when I was painting in a small studio. And, you know, it just, it was a lot of pieces. And and then I had to paint all the, the flag on it and everything. But, uh, you know, the thing was, I never found a wall for it. And okay. so I, I considered it like a failed project. And so um, in 2016, which I think is when we started talking, right? Is that about right? Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, when we had our first podcast together yep. and uh, I started painting love on these states and I just started, I just wrote the word love kind of in like a Robert Indiana style, you know, two letters stacked on top of each right. other. Uh, and then I would scrape away the paint from the original, uh, from the original, uh, off of the original layer, that mm-hmm. background. And you could see the revolution of the paint and all the colors from the state uh, and it just had a really good effect to it. Well, now I've sold, you know, well over 20 of those. Um, and I've had to start telling people now whenever they buy one that said, hey, if I if I ever happen to get a retrospective someday, if, I've, if you know, in 20 or 30 years, some museum thinks that I've done something worthy to the art world, uh, you know, and I know I'll be in the conversation because of just the sheer number of volume right. that I create of, of original work that I create myself. Right. Like I, no one's painting them for me. This is me, you know, mm-hmm. and I don't have a team of people. Uh-huh. I'm a one man shop, you know, so, um, I work really hard at it, but, um, yeah, I've had to tell people now that if they get one, if, if that retrospective ever happens, uh, it all started here, you know, yeah. cause this is when it really, uh, when I really had the desire and I started putting the 60, 70 hours a week in, uh, sometimes more, I mean, sometimes 80 or a hundred, uh, after you're, you know, if you're working several jobs and at the time I was juggling five, six, seven jobs, I was always a handyman. So uh-huh. I had jobs all over, but I've always, you know, I've been self-employed for a while. So, uh, I learned early that I have a problem with authority. I'm a much better boss <laughs> than I am, a, uh, than a worker bee, you know, it's good to so, know that about yourself. You know, it's all part it of knowing yourself. Yeah. The earlier you can know it, the better, but oh, for sure. you know, now I've, I've moved through a lot of those states and I'm anxious to see what it's going to look like. Uh, we're actually talking about starting to place these inside that original image uh, so we can see what states are left. And, you know, oh. I know what states are left, but to see what that message is going to say about that unified we stand. You know? Oh, yeah. Because it's all different uh, words, right? It's not just love. It, There's other words on yeah. there. Yeah. And I have, you know, 20 something of them left that I haven't even painted on yet. So uh, some people could actually come in and say, hey, I want this word on this state. And right. uh, so I've had, you know, that kind of stuff come, uh, you know, but California, like every one of them that I paint, they don't take long to find a home. Mm. And people just, but the funny thing is, is only one state is in the state that it's actually in. Oh, really? You know, so yeah, all the other ones were liked by somebody in a different state. Huh. So. Uh, that's really cool to see how that's going to kind of play off and 
Right. Uh, yeah, I'm anxious to see how it's going to play out. But I remember speaking at my college uh, right after I painted that. And I uh, said, I'm going to make a million dollars off of this thing. Mm-hmm. And at the time, it was such a grand, grandiose idea that everybody says, yeah, right. Uh-huh. You know, well, now I'm selling them for 7500 a pop, right. you know, and they've all sold for 6500 so far. But as they go into the last ones, those will probably be 10000 a piece. Right. And as I've got 10 left or or more, who knows, you know, but there's only going to be 50 of them that size. And uh, when you see all that color, they just have a really good look to them and people love them. So, um, yeah, it, it just shows that, you know, just because, you know, something didn't work out the first time doesn't mean you can't put a little bit of like, extra work into it. And, uh, you know, or something you thought you were finished on, you know, it was only the beginning. Exactly. So. And I always think it's so cool when there's a painting that has a painting behind it, like it's secret. It's kind of cool. Yep. Yeah. But all of my paintings now have many paintings behind them. So, you know, I'm, I'm learning that uh, my job is just to paint and just to paint on as many as you can, uh-huh. you know, while you're alive. And, um, you know, just because you stop on it doesn't mean you're finished. And like what's unique about my studio is half of my gallery uh, is paintings that are in the works. Mm. So uh, these are all pieces that I put a lot of effort into them. Um, and, and they have several layers and I've worked on some of them for several years. You oh know? my gosh. And, you know, it's funny, you know, one of them the other day, uh, it was a Captain America. It was an eight foot by six foot Captain America. Uh-huh. And I went into painting the piece. Uh, I had just sold uh, a big heart that I was going to take Miami in February. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, man, I need to have another big statement piece. And so I took this Captain America I'd worked on for two years mm-hmm. and I turned it into an abstract. But I was actually going to paint it as a the original thought was painting it as a background for a donation piece I had to do for the American Heart Association. Mm-hmm. Um, and once I painted this abstract background over the Captain America, I was speechless, oh. you know, for 15 minutes trying to come up with a name. And, but I was like, wow, that is amazing. You know, wow, that's a great piece. Oh. And I, I rarely say that about my work. I mean, I, I might say that about five pieces of the hundreds, if not thousands, I create a year that really mm-hmm. stopped me in my tracks. Well, I named it Speechless. I took it oh. to Miami, you know, had it for 30,000, had a lot of people love it. I had people make me offers. And dropped and and um, you know they made me offers, but I turned them down. And uh, I actually had a guy come in the other day and bought it, and he actually is a um, <laughs> has been an advisor to the president for for decades. And, oh my gosh! Uh, is close with our current president now, and that's now the just in the last four months. That's now the second. Uh, person that has worked with the president and knows the president well that now has my stuff which it's it's crazy to think that but the, the better part of it is is you know i was just it's funny how this comes full circle i was just um you know right before we met i was closing up a cell as i was telling you mm-hmm. with a customer and um the same guy now wants a captain america whoa seriously the same size and he's Seriously. seen he's seen that one, or he just wanted. Yeah, I showed. Well, I oh, showed okay. him. I said, "Hey, this is the underpainting to your painting." Oh. And he okay. goes, "I love it. I want to buy it." And I said, "Well, <laughs> no, you've already bought it, but now it's got a new painting on top of it." Oh my uh, gosh. You know, he goes, "Well, I like the Captain America. Can you paint me one?" And I said, "Yes." Oh. You my know, gosh. so now we just. But, you know, I wish I wouldn't have painted over the Captain America. <laughs> but it took the Captain America to get painted over to now I get to paint a new Captain America that I'm already paid for up front to paint. Right. You know, a lot of times when I'm painting, I'm just painting to paint and then I wait for the buyer to show up. Right. Well, that first one was the show up, (laughs) you know, it's funny how that works, but they love that story. And then that turned into another one. Well, you know, um, I have a feeling that this is going to turn into many, many, many pieces just from talking with them and, and knowing where things are going. But I think it's going to turn into um, a whole new, a lot of pieces. Yeah. So tell well, me, yeah, a lot of pieces. What, so. what originally um, got you to do the, the Captain America painting? Like what, what inspired you to do that? You know, with, for, for me, um, I paint symbols of love. Mm-hmm. So everything that I paint, I, I'm trying to draw the emotion of love out of the viewer. 
Well, an easy way to do that, you know, when it comes to imagery is to paint images that are already known, you Mm -hmm. know, like uh, images that people recognize. So like when I painted the Beatles, I paint Abbey Road, Mm -hmm. you know, probably the most famous Beatles photograph of all time. So Mm -hmm. but Beatles are the Beatles are also a symbol of love to millions, if not billions of people. So, you know, it it works on both ways. Well, Mm -hmm. the superheroes uh, I've always liked all the movies and, you know, I've watched all of them since I went from the beginning. Well, uh, in 2014, about mm-hmm. or 15, somewhere around in there, I think mm-hmm. I'll have to look back at my, my pictures, mm-hmm. but, uh, I painted four of them and I started, uh, I projected four superheroes on these huge canvases. I did the Hulk mm-hmm. and Superman, Flash Gordon and Captain America mm-hmm. and Hulk was six by six. Superman was five by seven and Captain American flash are eight foot by six foot. Um, so, I, you know, I was wanting to debut them in Miami at a big show and mm-hmm. it just never happened because I didn't finish them. And, and, you know, I've been painting hearts for almost a decade. So for me to paint something outside of that, it's, it's a different side of my brain. You know, I, right. like I can, I painted so many hearts now that I, honestly you could blindfold me and I could paint you some hearts uh, that you would think were amazing. And they'd uh-huh. be just because of repetitive action. You right. know? So when you set, um, when you just set habits, daily right. habits, they become your way. So, right. but the superheroes were, I was going after a niche and Superman's the only one I finished. Uh, and I have him at the front of my gallery right now. And, and he's great. You know, mm. it's a, it's a great, great uh, painting. I'm working on this, a Wonder Woman uh, to match up with him, the same size. Yes. Uh, and Wonder one, Woman. Wonder Woman's. Oh Love yeah. Wonder we Woman. live in, we live in the age of the female right now. Yes, uh, we do. y'all, you're, you're, <laughs> you're gaining steam and, and very welcomed and I love it. And, you know, I've got daughters, so I, I push them towards Wonder Woman more than I do, uh, princess Anna or Elsa or, you know, mm-hmm. like, I. I'd much rather them be Wonder Women. We got too many princesses already uh, in the world. So, <laughs> but, well, and um, uh, it's still, just, you know, yeah, and, it's good to have them find the their Hulk, voice. That's the main thing. It is. Yeah. It is. And and it's funny. The Hulk. I painted a heart over it. Uh, I painted a big gold heart. My first big six by six gold heart, and it sold uh, a week later uh, for the most I'd ever sold at thirty thousand at the time. Wow. You know, and. And then when I sold that one, that one was supposed to go to Miami. Uh, I had to rush. I took a big triangle. I was working on a huge triangle, an abstract triangle, trying to bring the Illuminati in. I was like, hey, maybe Beyonce will come in and buy it. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I do a big gold triangle. And I was like, man, they'll, you know, if the Illuminati are true, they're going to love this one. Yes. <laughs> you know, so, but, you know, just me being silly and being an artist and, uh-huh. you know, kind of having fun with it. But, but uh, I had to recreate that just to paint a piece for the Miami show. So I worked super hard over about a week and a half and took a piece I had put six or seven months worth of layers on and turned it into this big gold heart. And it was drying in the crate on the way to Miami, you mm. know, um, uh, just to get and, and I sold it there, you know, a few days after the show opened. And actually, you know, the funny thing about that one is that morning, uh, this is right after the school shooting in, mm. in Miami. And I was, I arrived that day. I mean, I remember coming out of my hotel and there were cops everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what is, you know, I was like, what's going on? And well, it was the shooting, you know, mm-hmm. everybody was kind of on high alert after that. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, but that morning of the sale, um, I said, you know what? I need to give. I'm here. I need to give to the school. I need to do something, you know? So I decided that morning that if I sell that, my masterpiece, that big gold heart, that, uh, I'm going to give uh, a large portion of that proceed to the, to the school. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the guy showed up like two hours later and bought it. And, and I cut a check to five for 5,000 to the school. Wow. That's you know? incredible. Um, but you know, like it's, you know, when you set your mind to something and especially if it's out of abundance and giving, right. um, you know, I think God says, thank you right here, you know, let me bless you, you know, but, it, but, 
uh, putting those plans into effect. And used to, I would say, Hey, if you do this for me, God, I'll, I'll be right. I'll do right. I'll, uh-huh. you know, I would always do those <laughs> type of things in, in my prayers and my thoughts. And, and now I, I don't think that way anymore. I do this because I love you and thank you. Mm-hmm. And you've blessed me with an incredible abundance, you know, of, of life and, and giving and, you know, just all the great things. And, um, you know, I just, I want to be thankful for that. And, but none of this stuff's mine, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it's just, I just have it for a little while. Um, this is you know one what of, I mean? yeah, yeah. And this is one of the things that I, now I'm just having a flashback to when we talked in Scottsdale and again on the podcast episode earlier, like you can't see me now cause the video, we had to turn the video off for the feed, but, um, I'm just like lost in your words because you exude this love and gratitude for your life in a way that I think is so beautiful. And it comes through in your paintings. It comes through in talking with you in person. It comes through in talking with you on a conversation. And if that's all we do in our life is just carry this like energy of love and gratitude, I think we've we've been successful. Uh, we've crushed it. Right. In life. I mean, right. if we can do that. And and the thing is that we can do that. Everybody right. can do that. We just gotta choose to do it. Right. And and just choose to say, Hey, this is my way. I'm a you know, I remember one of my mantras early on was I'm a being of love and light. And mm-hmm. I and I give love and light to everybody mm-hmm. that I come in contact with. You know, now I've I've changed my mantra. You know, now my mantra is, you know, I'm a genius artist extraordinaire. You know, mm. and 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 that's it. And you know, it's. But I look at myself as, and I know it's funny and crazy and all that. But I see myself uh, as uh, the best possible, the best possible that I can be. <laughs> or, or it's right. really giving your best and, and and having the intention of giving your best, but also not letting everything else around you affect you. You know, right. like not taking things personally and so many things that we do. But, you know, I remember having a conversation with my wife the other day about dreams and she mm-hmm. goes, well, you're a dreamer. You know, I'm a realist. Uh-huh. You know, and I said, I said, yeah, but my dreams come true. You know, right. you got to start with the dream before it can become a reality. Right. And when you, when you have the dream set in your mind, you know, I've been wanting to go on the road and take the family on the road for a few years, mm-hmm. you know, a year or two sell off and just go travel. I, right. I can make, uh, amazing money traveling. So, you know, that, that side of it is not, is not hard for me, but it's her being able to give it up. And she, you know, at first she was like, well, I don't want to, I don't want to take the kids out of school, you know, mm-hmm. and this and that. I was like, you, know, you don't want to take the kids out of public school to go travel the country for a year or two as a family. Right. I mean, you can't, you don't see that being a huge learning experience. And I mean, like, wow. I mean, right. and, you, you will never look back and say, man, I regret taking a year off of public school to go travel the country. And I think with the more we can give our kids that experience, the more they'll be able to solve the problems that, that exist and the more they'll be able to have compassion for everybody. Of course. Yeah, of course. And, and you know, life is about experiences. Mm-hmm. And when, the more experiences you can have, the wiser you will be. Mm-hmm. And honestly, the more failures you go through and experience – the stronger and wiser you'll be, you know, and a lot of people are scared of failure. I'm at a point now to where I welcome failure. You know, if I hit my goals, um, right away, then mm-hmm. I didn't reach high enough. I, I wasn't, you know, like I was probably only putting 40 hours a weekend. You know what I mean? Right. Um, you know, like it's, uh, I really like, I just wrote a new goal, like my goal. And I'll be honest with you. I've, I've got it written down. I've got checks already written to myself, I've got deposit slips filled out with random numbers that just came to me immediately. Um, you know, and mm-hmm. by 20, by March 4th of 2020, I will write myself a million dollar check for my art services for me painting, wow. you know, and that's unheard of for an artist that's only got 12 years in right. you know, the game. And, uh, but you know, I think it's possible. You know, I, I, I say, I know it's possible. Right. Now I may fail by, by March 4th, 2020, I may have done $900,000 or 800 or whatever. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. It just matters that I went for it. And the cool thing was, was I just got back from New York, you know, the, the show I crushed it at, sold 85% of what I brought again, 
this time I brought over 60 pieces. You know, really? So you sold 85% of 60 pieces? I sold 47 pieces at That's that incredible. show. That's incredible. In a oh, weekend. It was, it was in a weekend. Wow. Yeah, or five days. Four days and, and a VIP night. This one is called Affordable Art Fair. Okay. And it's... Um, it's for artwork 10,000 and under. Okay. So 10,000 is the top end and then $100 is the low end. Okay. So you can still get $100 pieces and mm-hmm. you know 50, you know, actually I saw some $50 prints. Mm. So um actually bought some from my daughter's room, you know, from the guys <laughs> across from me, but right? But I sold 34 $500 pieces at that show. Wow. You know, and I and I brought 33 um, so yeah, figure that one out. Yeah, I mean, nine right? of them were commissions, nine of the 34 were commissions, but I brought eight home, oh my you know, gosh. um, but I got commissioned to do nine of them. So, but you know, just that alone was 17,000, you mm-hmm. know, so, but that did. was a grind yeah. and that was, you know, 500, 500, 500, 500. Right. And, and now I've gotten to where my costs are as low as you can get, you know, mm-hmm. but it's a nice presentation. People love them. Uh-huh. And those I've actually personalized. So they're named after each person. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's loving you, Karen, loving you, Sarah, loving you, Jane, mm-hmm. you know, and then I collect a little story about them. So it's another way that I'm writing the 10,000 heart story a little easier. You right. know? So, um, but, uh, and I've sold some tens and some nines and some eights and some sevens and, you know, all the way down. But, you know, and people are like, man, how'd you do so well? I'm like, man, I work hard at this. And, and the first time I came here, I didn't sell anything, uh-huh. you know, not at this one, but you know, that show has been amazing. Cause I move, you know, now 80, 80% of everything I've taken to that show I've sold, hmm. you know, so, uh, it was 85 the first year, 65 the second year. And this year, you know, 85 or 90 after commissions. I don't know the exact number, but I know my crate was 300 pounds lighter, uh-huh, right. <laughs> you know, when it came back. Right. So I sold 300 pounds of art and you know, whatever that's worth. So, uh, <laughs> I think it's worth a lot. It is. It is. So but, it, you know, it's yeah. still, and it was all love. Every bit of it was hearts right. and love. So, so I was going to ask you um, if we have any new artists listening what would you say is the thing that they really need to focus on to, to get the momentum if they're not getting anywhere yet? There's a few things. I mean, it's, that's a two or three part statement, I would okay. say. All right. um, the business of art is the most important side of the art if you want to make a living doing it. So, you know, if you want to if you want to follow your passion and get paid for your creations, mm-hmm. you have to understand that that world is 90% business, 10% talent. Mm -hmm. Um, Everybody has talent. Mm -hmm. So um, I hate it. I hear people say, Oh, you're so talented. Oh, you're so talented. You know, and I'm like, no, I work hard. I work, you know, I wasn't this talented when I started, you know, like I, I worked my butt off and Mm -hmm. I learned a lot of valuable lessons and, you know, I made it a science and I was smart with my money and, you know, I wasn't always smart with my money, but you know, like I, every time I sold one, I painted three. You know, like I haven't right. paid myself in years. I'm just now at a point to where I paid off all my debt. I don't have any, you know, I don't owe anybody anything other than my landlord for my, you know, my gallery. Um, and, you know, that's a rental. So, but as far right. as the other part, I don't owe anybody anything. And what a good but, feeling. You know, right? I was just, but I was a hundred over a hundred thousand in debt eight months ago. Oh, wow. So it's, it's, uh, it kind of peaks and valleys. <laughs> Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> but now, you know, the valley won't be so deep because I won't, you know, like, I don't want credit. I don't right. want your credit. Right. I don't need your credit. You know, if I can't afford it, I don't want it. Right. You know, so, but now I'm actually at a point where it's like, you know what, I'm going to go buy myself this or buy myself that and uh, actually pay myself something, <laughs> you right. know. Uh, and, but that's just, I think that's just part of it. But you know, that's one important thing, but also understanding, you know, if you're an artist and you're creating, there are certain things that your painting or, or your creation has to have in order for it to be sellable. Mm-hmm. So, and, and I believe those things like when it comes to painting, there's six things. Okay. Color, composition, texture, depth, price, and presentation. And, you know, when I say that, if you paint something, you got to put a price on it or no one knows it's for sale. Mm-hmm. Um, how you present it is going to determine how much money you can get for it. 
if you're an artist and you paint on paper and you do watercolor and you just say, oh, here's my watercolor paper mm-hmm. and it's not mounted or framed or displayed or anything like that. And you got, you know, a little tack sticking it on the wall. You may get a hundred bucks for it. Right. You know, or 200 bucks or 50 bucks. or I don't know. But if you put a hundred dollar or two hundred dollar frame on it, I guarantee you can double your money on the frame and charge two or three times more for your painting. You know, then it makes it a, a five, six, seven, eight hundred dollar painting. And understand that you can have a margin on your framing because that yeah. took time and effort to do it. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, like things like that, that a lot of artists don't think about, but right. that's part of business, you know. And then I would say the third part to it is to be authentic and be yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, one, be giving, you know, you have to be giving with yourself and your time and your and your talents, you know, your creations you know, uh, give away when you can afford to, mm-hmm. uh, cause that will bring future business, mm-hmm. but also, uh, you know, be authentic to yourself, you know, be, be you, you know, cause there's no other, no one else like you in the world right. and everybody has the ability to do something exceptional in this world, unlike anybody else. And so because we have that unique point of view and that unique mindset and unique experiences and all those type of things that gives us a, um, you know, when we do it creatively, when we express that creatively mm-hmm. through our, um, you know, through what we make with our hands or our, our mind or whatever, um, it's pretty powerful and people see it, you know, so. Well, they feel um, it and they feel it. They feel it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I don't even, you know. I don't quite understand it. You know, people ask me, how do you know when to stop? And I was going to ask you that. (laughs) I just, I just stop, Uh you know, and I go to the next one. Like Uh I, I remember reading one of Andy Warhol's sayings. He says, well, everybody's deciding if it's good or bad. I paint another one, (laughs) you know, and I, and I love that because, you know, I don't even care. Like for me, if I think it's good or bad, I don't, I mean, I know what I like, but Mm -hmm. what I like is is not what you like or it may, you know, but, and you know, now I'm to the point to where people just like me and they like my art because they like me, you know, and then my art speaks to them because they like me. Um, it's weird, you know, but no, it's not. It's because you're authentic. It's because you're authentic. And that's what I said earlier. It's there's something about you. Yeah. Well, you have to practice being authentic. And, right. you know, one of my favorite books that I, I, I learned authenticity from was The Four Agreements. And I know we've probably t- spoken about that book before. We did. Uh, from John Miguel Ruiz. But, mm-hmm. you know, just he simplifies life in a way that really helps you become authentic. And when you're always doing your best and you're always uh, when you're impeccable with your word, mm-hmm. um, it's very easy to be authentic, mm-hmm. you know, and. Uh, when you look for what you love about people instead of what you don't like about them, or mm-hmm. when you, you know, when you focus on those things, those people, uh, the the return energy that you get from people is pretty amazing, mm-hmm. you know, and and it's reciprocal and it's infectious. And um, you know, I had a guy that stopped by my house that was broken down uh, yesterday. You know, it was his family, and mm-hmm. you know, he he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry for being out here," and I was like, "Man, it's cool," you know, "It's what's going on." And, you know, I had to get my daughter to piano, but I came back and I said, just wait, I'll fix you up. And so I had why he didn't know anything about cars. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I had, I was like, you know, this thing's need water, right? You know, and let me show you how to do this. And here's how you do your oil. And, you know, you check this and, you know, these are the things that if you get that light come on and that's what you need to do. And, mm-hmm. you know, did you have your AC on? And, you know, he goes, yeah, we had on full blast. And, I said, do you have the windows down too? He said, yeah, actually we did. And I said, well, <laughs> you know, all these things is what's going to happen here. But a young guy. And so I right. fixed him up and I had, but I made sure that my three-year-old was out there. But right. a lot of people, you know, in, in Texas or whatever might see a, uh, you know, a different race of people out front and they may get a little scared or fearful and, right. you know, but they give that energy off and that energy gets come back. But I treated him with love and kindness and respect and, Actually, before I left, I gave them some fresh eggs from our, our little micro farm we've got at the house and, and they're all different colors and, you know, but, um, you know, and, and I invited them to come back when we have our chicken coop tour in a few weeks. Right. You know, but I chose to, to do that, you know, instead of just, I ain't got time for you and, you know, he'll figure it out, you know, but that was a choice to take, you know, part of my time out to do that, but also made my daughter, made sure my daughter was there 
to experience that and know what we're doing. Okay, we're going to go help them. And, right. you know, and, you know, she told our other daughter that, oh, we had to, we put water in this car. Its car needed some water and uh-huh. it needed drink and, you know, that kind of uh-huh. stuff. But, you know, those are the memories that I know are going to stick with them. And, and I'm really excited about this summer because my oldest daughter, Haven, um, you know, our nanny, we're, we're going to let her go because our youngest is going to get in the Spanish schoolhouse. And mm-hmm. she speaks Spanish right now at three. So oh, she's wow. been fluent in English and Spanish for her whole life so far. And um, but Haven gets to come with me, uh, gets to come to work with me this summer every other week. So she'll be in camp one week and then. You know, she will come and work for me during the oh, week or spend time with awesome. me. And how old is she now? She's already started. She's seven. Okay. But she's already started pa- painting on my canvases for me. So I started uh-huh. a, a series called My Haven of Love, since uh-huh. her name is Haven. And I let her start the painting and I have to finish it. Oh, and then wow. I have to incorporate the flower or the heart or whatever that she paints on it uh, and not paint over it, but uh-huh. incorporate that into my piece. So I've started this whole new series with her, but Aww. also that's how I pay her for her time. Uh-huh. And I show her that her creative time is valuable and worth money. And when she wants something in life, she knows that she can come here, uh-huh. you know, and she can work for it to go buy it. Mm. And, you know, right now, you know, we, you've seen the generations I mean, you have a 16 year old. Yes. So, mm-hmm. uh, you have a 23 year old. Right. Uh, it's a different generation than what we grew up in and the entitlement and, and what they want, you know, the work ethic isn't the same that it was mm-hmm. for us right. in our generations and which we learned from our parents' generations, right. you know, that went through some of the worst, you know, times in economic history, you know, but uh, I'm very thankful that my dad gave me that work ethic to mm-hmm. not be scared to put the 70 hours in, you know, but, know. and it's, and it's easy when you work for yourself though. You know, especially if you work in something you're passionate about. Every day I talk to people and people are, oh, I don't know what I want to do. And are, you know, they all work these monotonous jobs and stuff. And I'm like, do you love it? And they're like, no, I hate it. So then why are you doing it? Right. Well, because I have to. I'm like, you don't have to. Right. Doesn't that drive you, you know? crazy? And once we understand that it's not what, you know, all we have to do is make ourselves happy. Right. And then when we're happy, God's happy. Right. And, you know, and. But when we're happy, we're ourselves. Everybody else, I mean, actually, most people don't want you to be happy. Uh, <laughs> most people are, are miserable, <sighs> you know. But but most people are miserable, you know, and they live out of despair. Right. Um, you know that book, um, Power versus Force. Doctor Hawkins explains it brilliantly. You know, if you like to read, um, but it's just a, it's a great book and understanding energies and how the body reacts to energy. It's mm-hmm. like you know. You knew, like when you spoke with me when we first met, you mm-hmm. felt my energy and you felt inspired, you know, mm-hmm. because I like to inspire others. That's one of my, uh, you want to talk my talents, mm-hmm. you know, or people want to talk my talents. Inspiring people is probably my one of my top talents. Um, and But loving people is probably number two. Right. You know, loving people was probably number 50 10, 15 years ago. Huh. You know, uh, so, but you know, the more you work on things, the more you get, you right. know, and the more, the better you get. And then therefore you get more to deal with. And, um, you know, when you're an abundant giver, uh, you get more things to give because they're going to keep up with your abundance of giving, you know, like you can't give things that you don't have. So, right. uh, but because you're giving the world's like, Oh yeah, here, we got a giving, we got someone that's giving. Yay. Finally. Right. Here. Give them <laughs> something. Know, yeah. As much as you want. Well, but it's, it's whatever you want. But it comes you know, around. Any, anything you right. can want. You it know? comes around. As long as you focus on it. And it, what I love, though, is that it shows up in ways you don't always see coming, right? Yeah. Like you do the course. thing. You, you do it. You the best ones. flow <laughs> the love in. You do the thing you love. You, you know, share, give, all of those things. And then all of a sudden, it shows up in a way that you never saw. Like, and you're like, whoa, that was fun. <laughs> that's yeah. what I was. Yeah. That's what was happening. You know, I love it when it's, the story goes like that. Well, it seems like it most of the time it goes like that. But once you put it out there and know what you want and you're focused on saying, hey, this is it and this right. is what I expect. And But uh, when opportunity arises in that field, I can't say no. Right. You know, like I can't, uh, you know, if I want to get to a million dollars in sales, there's no way I'm going to get there by producing $200,000 worth of inventory. Right. 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 right? right. So. 
you know, the same thing with love and the same thing with relationship. We, you know, we talk mm-hmm. about new relationships and, you know, until we uh, have enough love for ourselves that we can give it to others, mm-hmm. you know, uh, or just practicing loving others. You know, right. I always say that the, if you want to have a successful marriage or relationship, all you have to do is think about three three things. Think about what you love about them. Find three things that you love about them that are what you love about them most and think about those things every every day. Mm. You know, the first thing you think about them, say, I'm so thankful that my wife is um, so good to my girls. Mm-hmm. I'm so thankful that she works hard. Mm-hmm. I'm so thankful that, you know, she uh, has self-control with the best of them. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm so thankful, you know, but mm-hmm. I, I think about those things and, um, and then that's what I'm, that's what I get back, mm-hmm. you know? So, but relationships are the same way. Life's the same way. Uh, if you're not happy with your life, think about some, think about what makes you happy and only think about that. And then right. when you think about that, that's what shows up next. You know, we get what we think about oh, I know. Know, every day. I try to say that day. to people, you know, bless for, you know, like the, the good things and everybody's got something good, everybody, right? you know, but it, when you just focus on man, I'm so thankful for this. Then the other stuff, just like, Oh no, we're dying off because mm-hmm. you're not feeding us your energy, right. you know? And, you know, through metaphysics, we've learned that, you know, our energy is down to a cellular level right. and, and, and our thoughts have the ability to change uh, our neutrons from protons to electrons or and vice versa, you know? So, you know, we can change uh, and, and all that is a negative energy and positive energy, right. but your mind is the source of all positive and negative energy, period. Well, and you it's know, almost, it's, <laughs> it's almost like the hard work that you do for your painting um, I like for, for me, I have to, I have to focus. Sometimes I get in a negative rut, you know, not for very long, but I do. And I have to focus on that. Just like I have to work hard at podcasting or work hard at fitness or work hard at parenting. I work hard at catching those thoughts and reminding myself that that's not where I want to be and just switching them back. You know, let's go back the other way, <laughs> take the left, take the right, whatever it is. Flip the switch. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. You, know? you have to stay on top of it for sure. It, you know, it you is. You have to. Yeah. focus on it and say, no, nope, that's not me. Uh, that's, that's fake news. You know, that's a right. great thing to say to now here now up oh, that's fake news, <laughs> yeah. that. but it, it, but it is, you know, <laughs> and, uh, anything that's negative is fake news. It should yep. be. Cause we know, would never say that like to ourselves. Is. We would never say it. Like if, if we love ourselves in, in the core of who we are, we would never say something like that. I do know that you do have one other question you usually ask us, though, right? Yeah. Don't well, you have a? I do. Uh, what's you, the last question you usually ask? Go ahead and ask that. All right. So, what is something new that you're curious about and interested in? Oh man! Well, <laughs> right now I'm really into the cryptocurrencies. So, oh, I need I've, someone to invest been, for me. Will you do that? <laughs> I'm in. Uh, I can give you some advice, but. I think you always got to choose your own and do your research, of okay. course. And, but it's a very interesting um, – I've made a lot of money last year off of it. So, really? Uh, I bought in before the hype, and ah. I saw my investment go five times, six times. I think almost six times my original investment. Nice. I was over, you know, in, in a matter of a few months. Wow. And so uh, volatility – a lot of people talk about volatility – and but volatility is where profit is, you know, like when you can understand volatility cycles and going up and down, you know, I do believe that it is the future of money mm-hmm. uh, for two reasons. It's fast and effective and it's an honest accounting ledger system. Uh, the need for an honest ledger system right now in the world uh, and, and a universal type of money that. You can use anywhere, mm-hmm. you know, and people at that store value for mm-hmm. uh, that's definitely needed. You know, we've seen a lot of corruption over the years. And if you understand uh, stock markets and uh, and uh, derivatives and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff, it's just a, uh, it's, it's just not I don't know. It's just a little shady to me, <laughs> you know, so and you see there's a lot of manipulation. And, and mm-hmm. right now in cryptocurrencies, there is a lot of manipulation also. But I tell people. If you have a hundred dollars a week to put into it, do it. Okay. You know, a hundred bucks a week, you know, and 
the easiest way to, to, to do it is to start to open an account with like Coinbase. They're, they're probably the most user friendly. takes a little while. You have to have your documentation and stuff. But, you know, if I'm going to give you a play for this year, uh, buy Litecoin. Litecoin? Uh, Litecoin, yeah. Um, Litecoin is, I think you can five times your money this year, if not 10 times. So uh, it's dirt cheap right now at about $120 a coin. And you can get that uh, at Coinbase. In. You can get that at Coinbase. Yeah, Coinbase. Yep. And and yep. and it. Um, but do you have to have a hundred dollars a week? Because I'm paying for a trainer no, right now. No, you, <laughs> no, no, no. You can, you can do ten. But okay. what, but just the, the reason I say a week is because you're you're setting up a cost average. Okay. And when you set up a cost average, when the market is volatile, when it swings this way to that way, mm-hmm. you know you're buying the swing all the way up and the swing all the way down. So right. you're averaging your cost to where, you know, let's say if you buy on the high end mm-hmm. and you put all your nest egg on, on the, or you put all your money in at the high end right. and then the market drops out, you know, then you're like, oh man, then you get desperate and you sell and you take a loss. You right, know? But right. if you're cost averaging and just saying that, hey, I'm going to cost average for the next year right. and I'm going to dedicate $50 a week for the next year and I'm just going to buy into the top. Yeah. Um, I would say only buy into the ones that have a billion dollar market or better, you know, so top 10, top 20 currencies, stick with those if you're going to buy in. But right now it's dirt cheap. You know, mm-hmm. I've been stacking cash for a little while and, and I'm just now starting to buy back in because I sold out a majority of my stake in December when it was at its height. Mm-hmm. So I cashed out and took my profits. Uh, and now I'm sitting back like a genius, but I started buying back into Bitcoin at 82.50 and I bought the way down to 62.50. So my 62.50, I'm up right now. I think it's, uh, there's a big run today, but I will tell you if you're going to buy, buy on Wednesdays or Fridays. Okay. Uh, Wednesdays are always the lowest day of the market. There, and then Thursdays, there's always a pump. So right now, everybody's like, oh, it's pumped back up, but it's going to drop back down tomorrow. Okay. Uh, or it seems to have been doing that for the last four or five months. So so do you have um, to check it every day? If you do, um, you you will you might go crazy. Okay. You know? Kind of so like weighing myself this. every day. It's kind of like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's up and it's down. But, you know, I'm a long-term hodler, you know, and then... And also, uh, there's tax advantages that if you wait for a year to sell it, mm-hmm. um, you only have to pay 20% mm-hmm. of your gains. Mm. But if you sell within the first year, they just changed this law for this year. It goes to 15. Um, it goes, or sorry, it goes to 35% of your gains. So if you don't like mm-hmm. giving the government your money, you know, hold it for at least a year. Okay. But I think, I think if you can hold it for three years your um you know you'll really be well okay and i and i do believe that bitcoin will get to a hundred thousand two hundred thousand a million over time because it's just it's very scarce and there's Mm -hmm. but without bitcoin nothing else none of the other coins really work or you know you got to have bitcoin for everything else to work so so um, litecoin is based on bitcoin yeah litecoin was the first fork of bitcoin and it's actually it's faster, um, and it's it's just a it's kind of a, a quicker dumbed down version of Bitcoin. It's very safe. Okay. You know, Bitcoin is the safest. It's the hardest to hack because it's the first, and also the creator of it. No one knows who it is. You know, it's Satoshi huh. Nakamoto, but it's like Satoshi Nakamoto is definitely an alias or uh-huh. some made up name, and and people have all kinds of theories on who it is, but. Uh, there's a reason it wanted to be anonymous because it really is. It's the only thing I think that can fix our current, you know, kind of double spending problem that we have with fiat currencies. So, um, but you know, I've really, it's funny. My, when I went to college, I went for finance. Ah. <laughs> so my, my training was finance and money. And so I've always been in inve- I've always been interested in money and how to make money. But now I've got, uh, the ability since I did so well the last time. Now I've got the ability to, take those profits buy back in when it's low. But right now I'm gearing up because I think that over the next six months, uh, six, seven months, uh, so much bad stuff's going to come out about the banks and about what's really happening in the financial system, financial mm-hmm. world that we're currently accustomed to. Inflation's really going to hit. We're in a super, you know, hyperinflationary period right now where, I mean, our, our debt's $21 trillion, mm-hmm. you know, and 
but our stock market's the highest it's been and all that. And so, you know, you should know that that's kind of fake numbers. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but I think cryptos are the only thing that can kind of take us out of that. And when we can all be our own personal banks, Mm -hmm. um, the value of that is just, it's it's great. And I do think it's the natural progression of money. Like, Uh like when we got our first debit cards in the nineties, right? you're like, why would you want that? We just try to check, (laughs) you know, and I'll just keep cash on me, you know, but and now this is, I think cryptos are kind of like the internet of money. I still think we're in any one. So, you know, uh, it's not too late to get in without a doubt. And okay. if, you, if you've wanted to look into it, you know, cost average into that. There's a few of them right now that are even cheaper. If you can okay. get onto like Binance, Binance is probably one of the top exchanges. It's out of China. Uh, I will say that if you do anything, mm-hmm. like if you start buying in, uh, just make sure not to keep the money on the exchange in case the exchanges ever get shut down which that does happen. Uh, so I always say if you're going to buy it, then you store it on your computer or, or a, a memory file or something. You know, there's hardware wallets and stuff like that for those um, because it's still not fully integrated yet. But I'm actually about to drop a press release that I'm now accepting cryptocurrencies as payment for my artwork. Mm, nice. And um, you, you also, you know, you're wanting uh, advertising, things like that, or, um, or even for your services, um, you can start accepting crypto also say, well, I'll take crypto and, um, you know, and then you can start collecting it that way as well. So for me, I'm going to try to move 10% of my inventory each year, but get crypto in exchange Mm -hmm. instead of cash or debit or check or, you know, Hmm. credit card, credit cards, kind of the worst deal right now, because that's 3% of my money is going to them. And, uh, so I, I try to take check or cash always because, less fees, you know, but now I'm actually giving deals for people that pay with crypto because I know where the market's going Mm -hmm. and I'm thinking two years down the road, three years down the road, but, uh, I won't sell my Bitcoin again until it hits a hundred thousand. Okay. But by that time I will have 20 times my money. Right. Right. After this last buy-in. And if you can 20 times your money in a couple of years, pretty sweet. You know. Yeah, I might need to have a separate call with you as my new financial advisor. I think that's what we're seeing here. <laughs> I am not a financial advisor. These are just my opinions. <laughs> so, no, I mean, no, uh, I went and, to school yeah, for no, IT, no, no, and, no. and I'm really good at math. Uh, well, pretty good. Okay, I, me too. But I love math. finance just, it like twists my brain. I can't sort it out. So I, I wrote down lots of notes. I understand about, even though I haven't recorded, <laughs> I understand about um, two-thirds of what you said. So when I go back okay. this weekend and look at it, I might have to email you with some, okay, so I get this, but I didn't get this. Now tell me about this. And um, Well, there's a, yeah. I'll tell you, YouTube is one of the greatest places, is the, the greatest place right now to get information about um, crypto. Okay. So now there's a huge base of people that have started on channels. And one of the guys I like to watch is Decentralized TV. It's got the name of Peter Saddington. Okay. Uh, and... Uh, decentralized TV. He's a coder and he's from all that, but he first bought Bitcoin when it was a dollar fifty, mm. and he also bought a Lambo last year with uh-huh. his Bitcoin. Wow. So he paid for a Lambo in Bitcoin, but he was smart enough to pay for it when. So to tell you the truth is, I think his he originally that Lambo probably only cost him about thirty or forty fifty bucks maybe mm. uh, with what he bought his Bitcoin at originally. Wow, you know. So think about that. You know, buying a Lambo for a hundred bucks, you know, but having an asset that went that exponential or to the moon, as they right. call it, and right. to buy a Lamborghini. Right. <laughs> so, but he gives news every day and his okay. whole job is informing the public. And, uh, he was one of those that he bought into Litecoin, uh, when it first came out and he bought a hundred dollars worth a day mm-hmm. or sorry, a week mm-hmm. for 51 weeks. And he turned that into $155,000 that year. So he took $51,000, $5,100 and turned it into 155000 Hmm. I need to do that. That would help my podcast quite a lot. Swallow that. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, 
but you know, but that's there are people doing that, and right. but it just it took dedication and it took you know I think I don't know that he got I think he only got like one hundred and twenty five thousand that was at the height, but right. when uh, the owner of when the CEO of Litecoin sold all of his Litecoin mm-hmm. and cashed out when it was three hundred something dollars a piece, mm-hmm. uh, I bought into it when it was sixty mm. and I sold out at three twenty, so <gasps> oh. uh, I did well on it too, yeah. and that was just in two months. Oh so, my gosh! So yeah. Yeah. When I asked you that that's question. That's coming around this fall, too. <laughs> okay, so buy now, and then in the fall, it'll happen. It'll be time to sell again, probably. It, it's hard saying? to say, but yeah, okay. in one of the next two falls, you know, but you may just want to keep it and hold. I mean, yeah. there are projections that it could be 10,000 a coin. You okay. know, like right now, I've got about 100 of them, uh-huh. you know, so I'm, I'm, I'm pretty heavily invested. I would say um, a third of my portfolio is in Litecoin right now. Okay. Um, and I've been buying in like every time I see it low, I'm like, I'm, I'll buy some more. Uh-huh. When I sell a painting, I'm, I'm taking 10 or 20% of my, uh, my profit from the painting and just uh-huh. buying crypto with it. Okay. So, yeah, I'm going to have to talk to you more about so, that. You may not, <laughs> yeah, anytime, feel free. So, okay. No, so, and, and, and yeah. I, you know, my podcast that I want to do is maybe going to be art and crypto or something like that. I'm still trying to play around with it, but ah. we could do that on my podcast, maybe like a training session. So. I would love that. I, w- I would totally love that. Well, I'm so glad to hear how well everything is going. And I never would have expected you to go into um, crypto coin when we talked, when I asked you that question. Seriously, that was like the last thing, probably one of the last 10 things <laughs> I thought you would say. So that was really fun. <laughs> like, wow, cool. I know this part cool. of you. So um, where can people yeah. find you when you're um, online these days? Is it I have a few ways. The Lolly Art Group is the name of my gallery here. Uh, and it's kind of turned into an event rental space, okay. pop-up space, you know, so I, I rent it out to generate income, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and pay for itself basically and get my art in front of new people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Instagram, you can find me there for the gallery. Uh, my personal is Tanner Lolly. Uh, that's T-A-N-N-E-R-L-A-W-L-E-Y. And okay. sorry, L-E-Y. um, All right. Thanks, Tanner. It was so good catching up with you. And thanks for your patience. I know it was a little glitchy. It was perfect. So don't worry about it. All right. Cool. Bye. Good talking to you. You too. Okay. Lots of love. Bye-bye. Yeah, when I entered this conversation, I never expected it to go from painting Superman to cryptocurrency, but it did. And that's the fun. And Tanner really played into what's been going on in my life and especially with the podcast lately, which is I'm just asking questions to the world about things I want to learn about and finding people who know about them and bringing them on the show. So I invite you, listeners, to get in touch with me and let me know what you'd like to learn more about and who you'd like to hear from. And in fact, keep watching because I'm going to be announcing a Patreon page for anyone who would like to join in and contribute to the show and sort of like watch it grow with me. And through the Patreon page, there will be some really cool rewards to help um, bring in guests to maybe be a guest host and lots of fun things. So pay attention. Watch out for that. I'll be talking about it in the next week or two. Until then, have a great week. So are you following your passion, inspiring people, and willing to share your story? Then find me, because that's what I do. And remember, keep up with all the news by visiting glisteningparticles.com and signing up for the newsletter where you'll get the inside scoop on where I'll be wandering next, some guest updates, and the latest random acquaintance story. For up-to-the-moment shenanigans, follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you see me post from down the road at your local diner, be sure to drop everything and come say hi, because I love to meet the listeners. Until next time, keep shining. Keep shining.